Welcome to the Hierarchy, the online barbershop. We are here with your hosts, Sungi and Paul, and I'm your moderator, Tyrell. How are you doing today, Sungi? I'm doing great today, Tyrell. Thank you for asking, having a great day, making new moves with business. Just started off offering a new service today of offering gym memberships to people, so allowing them to come in, use the gym out, and this is something that I haven't done before with Sungi Fitness, so I'm excited to see how that builds up. And Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the, the nice weather. Went for um, a hike today for the first time in probably six, seven, nine ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's good. Enjoying life and um, can't wait for this COVID stuff to end. Awesome. It sounds like you guys had some really nice days today. Me, I just just pretty much relaxed, got some internet change and stuff like that, some logistics. But um, today we're going to be talking about mindset, focus, manifesting what you want, and the law of attraction. So let's talk a little bit about mindset, like having a proper mindset into like work, life, relationship, whatever it is. So, Sungi, what's mindset for you? For me, mindset is what you allow yourself to focus on and that in turn can have a great effect on where you go in your life, whether or not you're going to take action or just stay in place and accept the situation that you're in. And Paul, what about you? What's mindset? I'd say your mindset is your attitude towards life and your goals. So it's an accumulation of all your thoughts and feelings, your emotions towards um, where you want to go in life. So either Sungi or Paul, um, you guys can both answer this question. So what would you say your mindset is when dealing with challenges in your life? Sorry, I'm going to go and answer that first. Um, when it comes to dealing with challenges or getting over obstacles, I find that my mindset is in a place where I try to stay focused on the solutions because I know that if I focus on the problem, I'm just going to see the problem and I'm not going to allow myself to think past that. And therefore, I won't allow myself to move forward example I can give with that is I was once training a group fitness class at this one gym I was working out of located in Gatineau, Quebec before I, I moved into this spot and right after my class I noticed a moving truck pull in so it wasn't my gym it was a friend's gym I was working out of I noticed a moving van pull into the parking lot and to my surprise I find out that 
you know, the owner has to close down the gym at that moment. So instead of me being like, oh shit, like, what the hell am I gonna do for my future classes or my future like personal training clients? Instead of doing that, I switched into that, that mindset of focusing on the solution, finding a solution instead of focusing on the issue. And the solution for myself was you know, seeing if my clients were interested or open to doing some training sessions at home or doing them online. So I'd go and meet them at their place so it would be convenient for, for them. And with my group fitness classes, I was very grateful that you know, my, my clients were willing to do this. We were training outside, and it was like just the beginning of winter, so it was really cold outside. Long story short, <laughs> I think it's, it's important to maintain a solution-oriented mindset instead of focusing on a problem because you know what the problem is. Focusing on it isn't going to help you solve the issue. That's very good. That's like a proactive mindset. So like when you're, when you're faced with a challenge that changes like your current situation, you look for an alternative solution so that you can continue to keep on the same path but just a different, same, same path, but different road. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Exactly. That, that's like the book, Seven Habits of Highly, in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, they talk about proactive and reactive and how a lot of people that aren't, being, aren't successful are mainly reactive. So a situation happens and then they act based off of emotion instead of taking a step back, being proactive and deciding how they're going to move forward with the next step. And what about you, Paul? Um, I'm at the point where I love challenges. Like when I was younger, I was definitely afraid of taking on new tasks, tasks or um, doing something that I was unfamiliar with. But um, after listening to a lot of people speak and learning from a lot of mentors, the number one thing that I've learned, especially as like a rule of life, is you will never get better from a place of comfort. Like it's so important to understand that you need those challenges, you need those moments of, um, of hardship to, to help build you up and become better. So anytime I'm in a situation where it's challenging or um, an occurrence that obviously goes against what I'm looking for or what I need, uh, I kind of, I relish it. Like I'm one of those people, like you said, it, you have a very um, proactive mentality towards it, and that's, that's the type of mentality I like as well. Um, however, I'm very methodical in the way I, um, I take on a challenge because I always have to stop, think about all my options, weigh them out, and then move forward. I know a lot of people, um, especially a lot of the people I've worked for in the past, they were very go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Like a challenge pops up, they they're not thinking too long about it. They're going to take a few minutes and they're gone. If something goes wrong, their philosophy is we'll fix it when it comes up. Mm -hmm. And that, that thought process gives me so much anxiety <laughs> because if you it's, um, it's like carpentry. The number one, I'm not a carpenter. I don't claim to be good at building stuff, but everybody that has a pickup truck says the same rule. Measure twice, cut once. 
That's the exact same way I try to live my life. I will think about it twice, think about it until it's ingrained into my head and I'm going to do the right decision. Now, obviously, if you're in a situation where you have five minutes to make a choice, you'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, de I definitely think um, people need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, being uncomfortable is the only way that you will learn and grow from like within that current situation or any situation so if you could be uncomfortable as much as possible put yourself in an uncomfortable position then you're going to be able to grow and learn from that uncomfortable position and then the next time you're in that situation you're going to be very comfortable with it and then you could push yourself further to where you're in a new uncomfortable position and you're faced with like a new task or challenge Mm -hmm. um, what do you guys think is like a really good mindset to have in when you're trying to build yourself up like career-wise? First and foremost, after you've figured out what path you want to take, you will most likely need to adjust your life so that the end goal or the outcome of whatever you're doing is that, um, is that situation, that ideal goal. Uh, for example, like I, when I first uh, went to university, I was a pretty shy person, wasn't very outspoken. I hid it very well by not saying much, but just being around, saying just enough to, so people know you're present and you're involved, but not enough so that you're, ex in my thought process, you're exposed. So what I did was... Um, when I decided that I really wanted to become more of a people person and become more confident, I switched up almost my entire life to force myself to meet that goal. So um, I started working in the bars, um, working security. You get a little bit more interaction with people. I was like, that, that's not enough. I'm used to that now. So then I started trying to bartend. Hopping behind a bar, you are talking to someone every 30 seconds at least. So that forced me out of my shell as well. And now... It's to the point where if I have the opportunity to meet someone new, I'll jump at it, regardless of if it's a benefit to my career or a friendship that's going to lead me anywhere. It's just an opportunity to meet someone, um, gain a different perspective on thinking, on life, and it really helps set you up for, or at least myself, for what I want to do in the future. I feel like you made a lot of uh, great points in that, you know, you want to, work towards putting yourself in a position where you are forced to grow, where you're not comfortable, because that's the only way you're going to grow into the person you want to be. I don't remember who said this, but there's a quote that says that you have to be willing to let go of your old self to become your new self. So figuring out ways that you can accomplish that and allowing yourself to to be comfortable with failure and being put in situations that are uncomfortable and knowing that those situations aren't going to last and what is going to come out of that is something that is great, something that you were always working towards, which is to grow and develop into a person that you, you always wanted to be. I have a question for you. What was the most uncomfortable situation you've been in that you feel that you gained the most from? 
<laughs> wow. So as you were asking that question, before you even finished, I was trying to like prepare and answer for <laughs> for something. But then when you when you got to the end, um, one moment popped up in the mind, and that's when um, I I joined a group called Toastmasters. So you go in and pretty much you work on your speaking skills. You stand up in front of a group and you give speeches and then at the end they, they give you feedback, constructive feedback. And it's a very supportive community. I'd recommend that to anybody who's looking to improve their, their speaking skills to go out and try this out. So this was something that you know, I was really uncomfortable doing. And before this, like an example, when I was uh, studying in Seja, I had the well, I, I had the opportunity to skip out on a um, oral presentation, which was like 15%. I'm saying I had the opportunity because my grades were good enough so that if I didn't need to do the speech, I could still pass. And I chose not to do it because I was so frightened to speak in front of people. So going into Toastmasters and allowing myself to be in this uncomfortable situation allowed me to grow so much because I've never done anything like that before. I wouldn't allow myself the opportunity to be in an uncomfortable position with speaking in front of people. And that led to so many other things. After doing that, I was presented with many upper, other opportunities and I didn't turn them away because I got a, a, a little taste of what it was like to stand up in front of people and speak to people and realizing that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. What about uh, yours, Paul? Um, I would say it's definitely not the most uncomfortable situation I've been in, but probably the one I've benefited from the most. Um, last, I think it was around this, no, it was January this year. Um, I got the opportunity to go to Toronto for a um, meet and greet with a bunch of uh, middle management from some large companies. And it was all, be all from this random contest that uh, we had to enter for a class. And the whole point of the contest was sales. So the first round, you had to create a pitch on essentially anything that you were passionate about. Like there were people making pitches about sleep. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, some of them were really, really convincing, but still like, so my, uh, my submission was uh, convincing of the importance of self-development. Um, and doing so, I kind of, it forced me to reflect on myself and see how I had grown over the last number of years and like it really put it in perspective that I've come a long way since then. So then when I got this opportunity to go to Toronto to sit down and network with these, um, uh, the middle management from these companies, um, in any normal situation in the past, I would have turned it down. It was like, this is, this is crazy. I'm not about to go to a city by myself where I don't know anybody and go into a room of people that are probably going to look down on me. Now, that was my negative way of thinking back then so that I wouldn't put myself in an uncomfortable situation. 
because I had made the goal to break out of my shell and do these things, I, I immediately said, you know what? I'm doing it. Let's go. Um, I ended up going there, met some middle management from TELUS, from um, Quick Bistro, from a bunch of these really unique companies. And it was crazy meeting all of these people because a lot of them were impressed at what I had accomplished, where I didn't think that I had accomplished anything yet. In the same sense, I met so many people, even younger than myself, who were outgoing, motivated. There was a 21-year-old who was the head of the sales club at, I think it was McGill or something like that, who was at this meeting where everybody else was 35-plus middle management of these huge companies like Rogers and everything. And he's just there comfortably, comfortably in his element just talking. By the end of it, he had two managers coming up to him saying, hey, we want you to reach out to us. And I'm here like, okay. So, so this, this is what I've been missing this whole time. This is what it means to actually take that jump and experience everything. But uh, no, I definitely gained a lot from that experience. And it taught me a lot and gave me the passion to actually continue my education and just keep growing. That's really awesome, actually. It just goes to show that like age really doesn't mean a number and experience like speaks volumes like if you have the right amount of experience if you put yourself in the right situations um you could have anything that that 35 year old has had with when you guys have the same amount of experience because maybe they were putting their um they were like ah, wait, hold on while they were focusing on one topic at hand and like for a short amount of time and you're focusing on the same topic but for a longer duration of time like you have a lot more experience than like an older person would have but like it doesn't really matter about age but um can you can you still be the same person but re acquire a new mindset Paulor Sungi um so your question was can you still be the same person but in, under a different mindset? Yes, because like um, we were talking about leaving the old person behind. Like sometimes you have to leave your old person behind to become a new person and to have like a different mindset. But can you still be the same person and acquire a new mindset? So like a new way of thinking or just like changing how your mind works, but still remaining the same person to like your old values of what you had? I think you can definitely maintain the same values but if you're if you're growing constantly growing constantly gaining knowledge you will never be the same person and if you want to get better and grow you should never be the same person your goal should be always to improve and better yourself that's a great point because Change is a constant thing, and if we're not changing, then we're not growing. So we have to be willing to become, you know, better versions of ourselves. All right, so here's a quote from the great Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace. Um, basically about mindset and, like, being able to grow and changing your mindset. So if a man looks at the world when he is 50, 
the same way he looked at it when he was 20 and it hasn't changed, then he has wasted 30 years of his life. So what do you, like, how do you guys feel about that quote right there from Muhammad Ali? I feel like that's a really good quote because it's, it's stating that, you know, you haven't allowed yourself the opportunity to go out and experience life and learn new things that will help you to grow and expand your mind. And like, it's like somebody who was raised in a small town and never leaves their town. They're never going to learn anything about the rest of the world or about other people that live in different parts of the world or about their cultures, how people live. And they're just going to be stuck to that small, I would say limited mindset of what they know and what they know is limited to what they've been taught. That's actually a really powerful quote. And I love the fact that it's coming from Muhammad Ali because he was always one of those people who lived his life the way he wanted and didn't conform to what anyone else thought he should be doing. Um, That extends from his boxing career to the issues that rose up for him not um, going to the army and during the during the war, uh, but it's a perfect example of how people should live their life. Not in the sense that you should oppose governments or laws or society or anything like that, but that you should live for yourself to attain the dreams that you have. Um, so back to the quote: If you, as a twenty-year-old, think that the world revolves around you and at age 50 you think the exact same thing, you have completely missed all the opportunities that you had in life to grow and better yourself. Um, There's a quote that's, I think it's floating around Instagram right now because I've seen it on my feed maybe like five times in the last two days. Um, It's the man that, the man that chooses not to read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. So if you have the opportunity to do something and to progress yourself, take it. Because there are so many people who wish they had that opportunity, who wish they had the ability to do the things that you you can do. I think it's great that we're um, touching on Muhammad Ali because he was a master at using his mindset to get to where he wanted to. And not only that, at manifesting what he wanted in his life. He used to say, well, he would say that, I'm quoting, I am the greatest, right? I am the greatest. And he would preach that and believe it and speak that into existence and keep that in his mindset so that not he he wasn't just saying that and then believing he would become the greatest from saying it he would say it and say it so that in his mind he would believe he's the greatest and then he would work as hard as if he was the greatest to push himself i think what you just said is actually 
so cool. Uh, you said he spoke it into existence. And that's something that is so undervalued and definitely not taught in schools where something as simple as just telling yourself that you're going to succeed and how you're going to succeed over and over and over makes it more likely for you to succeed because it's not just a thought. It's not a dream. It's not something that you mentioned this one time. It's something that you are going to force yourself to believe after enough times, after enough uh, repetitions of saying it, of believing it. And talking about great mindsets like Muhammad Ali, it's also, also like similar in like a, almost a different sense, but similar to Mike Tyson. How when he stepped in the ring, he had the mindset of being like a ferocious animal. And then he would always have his eyes locked onto his opponent. And then the second that he saw him bro like break or like look away, that's when he knew who won the fight. So like he had a mindset of like just like a different animal, a different breed. But um and also like speaking it into existence, I don't know if you guys know LeVar Ball. You know LeVar Ball, he has three kids, the Ball Boys, mm. Lonzo, Leangelo, and Lamelo. Lamelo is about to be like a number one pick in the draft. Um, he spoke his kids being in the NBA into existence. He would always go on TV saying, my kid's going to be number one draft pick. My, all my boys are going to be in the NBA. And they're technically all still in the NBA. Well, one's about to get drafted and the other one's in the G League, but one of them is on NBA, Lonzo Ball. Um, and like how he spoke it into existence. So it's just having like the proper mindset and like saying it to yourself, keep saying it to yourself. Even if people don't believe you, they doubt you, you keep saying it until it happens. Um, talk about like... I'm actually really glad you brought up uh, the Ball family because LeVar Ball is the perfect example of just focusing on your goal and achieving it. As much as people hated on him, as much as a fool I think he is for <laughs> saying that he can be Jordan, regardless, um, all of everything he has said in the past, he has willed into fruition. This is he is the perfect example of no matter what people say about you, no matter how people look at you, if they look down on you, respect you, none of it matters. All that matters is what you want to do and attaining that goal. So many people in life go, oh, you know what? I want to be a business owner. Mm, but all my friends told me I really shouldn't. Mm. My entire family says it's a bad idea because we don't we don't our family doesn't have a history of money. Oh, you know what? My teachers in school said I wasn't going to amount to anything. So you know what? I'm not going to take that risk. That is the stupidest mindset to have in the world. Never sell yourself short just because someone else thinks little of you. That is so true, Paul. Like If you don't believe in yourself and work hard for yourself, no one's going to believe in you. It's not their job to believe in you, to motivate you to where you can go. Because if you allow yourself to rely on, on what people think about you or whether or not you're capable of achieving something, then you can only, you're, set, you're setting yourself up to be limited by their beliefs instead of working towards the beliefs that you have of what you can achieve. And I know like um, a lot of people, they have like, nine to five jobs and stuff like that and they're they're totally content with their lives and how it's going like i wouldn't say like they're fully happy 
but they're just content. Um, or if they live in like a small town and they just like work on a farm or whatever, they're totally content with that and that's fine. But wouldn't you say it's kind of like ignorant to be stuck in the same mindset and not experience other stuff? Like not experience, even if it's as small as like other foods or cultures or if you're just like still stuck in the same bubble doing the same thing all the time. I feel like that would be a little bit ignorant. But what do you guys think? I feel like, yeah, it's definitely, that leads to ignorance because you don't allow yourself to learn about other things that exist outside of the things that you know. And that also kind of leads into you not being able to question the things that you know and you know, it's challenging them to see whether or not they are true, you know, just accepting those things. So I believe it is important to seek for no matter like what beliefs you may have taken in some knowledge on, on counter beliefs to yours are definitely a good way to, to help build up and re reduce the amount of, of ignorance in your life. I I agree. Like the limiting yourself is leads to ignorance. Definitely. Um I will say one thing though, and this this will probably relate to quite a lot of young adults nowadays. Um I myself, like when I heard this, I it spoke to me because of the habits that my parents had that I picked up without thinking about and these were I'm not going to say they're bad habits but it's it's not a a mindset that helps you move forward um it's a quote from Denzel Washington where he goes your own family will talk bad about it when you're in the process of breaking all their generational curses and that is such a powerful statement because we being raised by our parents we don't think about the fact that their fears, their worries in life about society, about our safety, about our health, get imparted on us as they raise us. To the point where, um, I'll use myself as an example, um, my parents were raised us to be very frugal. To the point where if we went out to a restaurant, unless it was a special occasion, we weren't ordering anything to drink besides water. And it wasn't that we couldn't afford it, it was just my the thought process that my parents had is it's, it makes no sense to go there and pay $3 for pop when you can go and buy it at the store for 99 cents for triple the amount that you're going to drink here. Now, I had to break myself out of some of those, those thought processes that my parents instilled in me because I realized that's, those things aren't going to get me to my goal. In the same sense that um, Denzel Washington's quote meant was... Um, I, my goal is to save up and invest in property within the next two to three years. Now, from my mother's point of view, it's, no, you shouldn't be doing that. That's risky. Save your money. And I'm not saying she's wrong, but for the goals that I have, which aren't the goals that she had when she was my age, that's not the way that I'm going to attain that. So I have to look at the way that I was raised and look at my values and see what I need to change deep down to understand how to attain my goal. That's deep right there. I like that. Um, that 
That's a good quote. Um, speaking of uh, movie actor celebrity, there's also another one um, that has been in the news recently, but I'm not talking about his situation right now. I just want to talk about a video that I saw on Instagram of um, what he was saying. And if you didn't guess it, it was Will Smith. Um, and he was talking about how you can never truly make somebody happy. Like, you can make somebody smile, you can make somebody laugh, but you can never, you can never make somebody else happy. When you are seeking happiness, you have to seek it within yourself and seeking, like, what makes you happy, and then you gotta go and do it. But you can never, like, try and make somebody else happy because their happiness and your happiness are totally different. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys, do you guys agree that you can never make somebody happy? I think that is very true. You can't make someone happy as much as they, like someone could be like, oh my God, I'm so happy when you're around me or when we get to spend time or when you do these things for me. But ultimately they decide in the end whether or not they're going to be happy. They, did, they can, what people need to understand is that they have the ability to be happy on command, like when they, when they choose to. And I believe it comes back to like focus and mindset and it ties into like what things you're focusing on. Are you focusing on, you know, scarcity? Are you focusing on things that you don't have that you wish you had so you feel bad? You don't allow yourself the opportunity to feel happy. And a lot of the things that tie into people wanting to get happiness, but one of the main thing of people wanting to look for happiness outside of themselves is them looking for for you know a romantic or a love being relationship with someone else and believing that that's going to find that's going to bring happiness to them instead of looking inward and finding out like what they need for themselves loving themselves and realizing that in doing so they allow themselves that opportunity to be happy from within and not looking for it outside. I completely agree with that. It's impossible to make someone happy. Um, yeah, you can, you can brighten their day. You can make them happier for a moment, maybe for a little longer than that, but you cannot be someone's happiness. It, I won't say it's impossible, but it's not efficient. Um, for example, uh, I was listening to a speaker. I believe it was Simon Sinek, but I could be wrong on that. Um, he said that it is impossible to, and this, this is in terms of relationships, it is impossible to know when love happens. And what he means by that is, um, let's say you're in a relationship and I'll ask you guys this right now. Let's say you're in a relationship. For example, your relationship. Mm -hmm. Can you think of the moment when you knew you loved your fiancé? Like, just one moment. Can you narrow it down to one moment? Repeat that question. It's, it's hard, right? <laughs> Can you narrow it down to the moment you knew that you loved your fiancé? The first moment. Not the first moment, just the moment. Like, was there a moment where you're just like, bam, there's I'm not, in love with There's it. not a single moment. There isn't, because... Everything is a process. 
No one wakes up one morning and goes, bam, I'm in love with this person. Yeah. They go, oh my goodness, this person made me breakfast in the morning. Oh, wow. They remembered my birthday. They remembered my mother's birthday. Mm. They took the time to get to know my, my brother. They took the time to do this for me. After all of that happens, then there's a, not a moment, but there is a realization mm-hmm. that, okay, I think this is love. I think I understand that I love this person. But it's never just one moment. And that's, a, that's something that we actually, we kind of touched on last week when we were speaking, where um, Will Smith said that, or in an interview, someone asked Will Smith, how he, if he can think of a way that he can describe how to become successful to someone. And he goes, that's impossible. And he tells the guy that his parents raised him on one simple philosophy. When you want to build a wall, you start one brick at a time. A lot of people see this massive goal in front of them. And let's say you want to make a million dollars. People see that number in front of them and they, it intimidates them so much because they think that there's going to be a moment where they have to get from zero to one million and they don't see all the steps in between. And Will Smith's response to that, his parents taught him one simple rule. If you want to build a wall, you start one brick at a time. So you put down that first brick and your goal is to lay that one brick as perfectly as possible. No one should be able to say that they laid a brick better than you. No one, or you shouldn't be able to say that there was a mistake in laying that brick. And you keep doing that every single day, laying another perfect brick over and over and over. And eventually you're going to realize you have a wall better than anything you thought you had before. Awesome. That was really good. So I think that's a perfect time to wrap it up here. Um, What's one or two things from um, all of our discussion today, mindset, uh never truly making somebody happy and so on that you guys want people to take away from it so a few points i would suggest to take away from this podcast are to not be hard on yourself when you're not seeing results and you're working towards something if you're in a situation that you feel is challenging, make sure you stay focused on the positive outcome that can result from the challenge you're experiencing. And in that, you will come along a solution. And what about you, Paul? What's uh, one or two things that you want people to take away from this podcast episode? I would say just focus on developing a proactive mindset. Just Stay focused on what you're doing and where you want to go. Um, It's so easy to get lost in the hustle and bustle of daily life that you start to forget what your goal is or what you want to do with your life. And all of that means, all the things you go through in life mean nothing if you really don't feel like you're fulfilled. So focus on what you want to do and do everything you can to get there. Before we end it, I want to throw this book in. So there's a book called The Obst- Obstacle is the Way. And it talks about how many people come across obstacles or challenges in their lives and they give up. And 
how it is important that when you come across these obstacles or challenges, you find a way either through it, around it, or going over it. As always, team, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening, and sharing with us every single week. Um, we can't express enough how thankful we are for you guys helping us out and um, letting us know what we can do to help you guys out. Um, it goes without saying that all of us here are always uh, eager to hear from you guys. So if you have anything to say, any questions to ask, maybe some suggestions for future topics, please reach out to us um, on our Facebook at The Hierarchy. Um, we'd love to hear from you and thanks again, guys. <laughs>